Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A dot com. See you there. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Series 1 finale of Your Life, the Mixtape. Um, it seemed only only befitting that for the first series finale of this little project um, that I brought in somebody who has known me through the good times and the bad, um, somebody who has turned me on to some incredible music um, that makes up the mixtape of my life. Um, She is a burlesque dancer. She's a musician. Um, she, She is a businesswoman. Uh, she is the CEO of the production company that produces all of my podcasts. Um, please join me in welcoming to the show the one, the only, the icon, Truby Trollop. Hello. I love that intro. Hi. <laughs> Am I really all those things? That sounds good. I need that on a loop. Like every morning, I need you to play that for me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So you are you are a musician and you are a burlesker, as as the children say. Um, So I guess, you know, you are a fan of music, obviously. Yes. Music is, uh, you know, music is a huge part of my life. I mean, it makes up the entire story of my life without music. I am nothing and all those things. So all that being said, um, what is your favorite song right at this very moment? Okay, I made notes because, you know, I take this very seriously. Um, so I recently found out about this band called Goat, and they are an all-female rock and roll group from like Sweden, I think. And they have this song called Run to Your Mama that is like everything to me right now I've listened to it so many times since I first heard it because I'm one of those people that will put a song on repeat and just listen to it all day long I don't care um but I love the beat in that song the lyrics to it it makes me feel powerful I fucking love that song that's I I know of that band and I have heard that song um it's actually funny enough I heard it on TikTok um, so, uh, but it is, it's a, it's a fantastic song. Um, I have found some really cool shit on TikTok. There's this song called fuck shit up that this kid wrote. Like, I want to fuck shit up. It's Z-Machine so music. good. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was it, his, he's his another COVID one that anime. I've had on repeat for a while right now. Yeah. He's got, um, I say he, I don't, I don't, I don't know, uh, their pro their pronouns. Um, so I, I apologize. Um, but they have, they have a song, If I Was Your Boyfriend, um, that's so fantastic. It's so good. I love it. I love him. I really like his like energy. So yeah, TikTok is like, I like, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad. No, not at all. Um, yeah, if, if I was your boyfriend is actually on my sex playlist now. Um, (laughs) it's, it's just, yeah. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go back in time a little bit. Um, what is the first song that you remember hearing? Well, you know that because I live my life according to the words and the gospel of Dolly Parton, <laughs> that 
it was going to be a Dolly song. And I thought about this really specifically, like trying to remember like my first memories of music or like having a song that I loved. And of course, like, because I grew up in a musical family, like there were always like hymns and, and Christmas songs that were always sung around my house. So like, I have memories like that, but I remember like first having like a love for a, a tape and listening to that tape and rewinding it and listening to it again. And it was Dolly's white limousine. And still to that day, to this day, like that song comes on and just the first few beats that do, and I'm like, I feel it down in my bones. Like that song really just gets me. And I've heard it so many times, but it never loses its luster for me. That's, I mean, it's but I remember that whole record, like every yeah. song on that record holds like this really childlike, like early, early memory to me that is like a core memory. So that whole record really. That's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> what is um, the song that always makes you cry? Do you like okay. a good cry? <laughs> Yeah, we love some sad ass country songs where I come from. And again, I had to stay with the Dolly theme in this one because no matter how many times I hear it, Code of Many Colors is just that song. Like it is for everybody, but I don't think people quite understand the depth of how that song reaches me because it's written about my grandmother. You know, my mama made that fucking coat that she's singing about. And like if you want to really dive deep down into it, like the thoughts and feelings I have about that, her music, but also that song specifically, like it's such a healing song for people and it's gone around the world and healed people in ways that she never even thought about that my grandmother never even thought about. And so like going back in our ancestry, the women in our family have always been healers, like witchy women from the mountains. And so for that healing essence to still be like rippling through the earth now through this major thing like I get chills talking about it like that shit makes me like get real weepy almost because I adore my grandmother in a way that's just celestial because I didn't really get to know her that well when she was alive but I feel like she I've gotten you know I'm I'm very close to my spiritual side and I do feel her and her sisters and my like, guardian angels. Like I feel that shit on like a very deep level. So I have to stay with the coat of many colors. Cause it does, I can hear it on the radio or watch Dolly perform it. And I'm like, <laughs> by the second first, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> not like, I don't know what's coming. So for the listeners out there, um, I didn't mention this in the intro. Um, it's, it's not something that I usually lead with uh, when, I, when I talk to Truvy. Um, and that's why we're still friends. Right. Because, because, <laughs> because, because for me, that's, that's a very minuscule part of who she is and who she is to me. Um, but, uh, Truly Trollope is, is a pardon woman, um, <laughs> as in, you know, Dolly and Stella and Cassie and Randy. Yeah, and Dolly's my the, aunt. The whole Dolly clan. is my godmother. I'm named after her. Her middle name is Rebecca. My real name is Rebecca. My middle name is Anne, which is my aunt Rachel's middle name. So I'm named after two very strong women in my family and, you know, Dolly and Rachel, help raise me with, I mean, my mother needed the help, not that she wasn't capable, but I was a lot, you know, you know, cause you were there. We met <laughs> when we were teenagers, like right at that time when I was really amping my shit up, you know? So like, yeah, it took a lot of moms to uh, keep me alive. And I'm shocked that I am here to talk about this in 2022. Um, and then the secondary thing, uh, I, I want to add is that um, it's funny that your song that always makes you cry is a Dolly song because my song that always makes me cry is a Dolly song and <laughs> it's um, it's hard candy Christmas. Oh my God. So many of her songs will fucking like make you cry. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's She's emotional. 
you know, if that's one thing that we are in our family, it's highly fucking emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just really smart because she's been able to channel that shit. You know, as long as you can find a way to channel your emotions and your shit, like then you're okay. But if you're like me, then you got to get therapy or become a stripper. And like, I do a little bit of both. <laughs> Hard Candy Christmas is like the Christmas version of fast car by tracy chapman like yeah it's, it's kind of like the, same energy. Mitchell, uh, the river that song yeah it's sad christmas songs i would put those on a playlist a sad christmas playlist together because that song also will make me cry any Joni river or Joni mitchell song will um and also um merry christmas darling by the carpenters is another sad christmas I don't think I've ever heard that. I'm going to have to look that up. See, you always turn me on to the best obscure shit. Um, what is it called? Carpenters? Yeah, Merry Christmas, Darling by the Carpenters is... Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to cry later. I can't wait. But, I mean... Re- I'm adding really, it to my slick playlist. Any, 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 like, anything that Karen Carpenter sings. Like, even, yeah. even the, like, the happier songs, like, there's just something absolutely... There's a longing in her voice. voice. Yeah. 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 And it's fantastic. We love it. We love a good longing. <laughs> <laughs> what is a song that is terrible, but you love it? Like, what's your what's your guilty pleasure go-to song? Okay, this one was really hard for me because I listen to a lot of terrible fucking music. <laughs> I do. I love it. Um, I love, like, really dumb pop music. I love really dumb, uh, like... Uh, just off the wall shit but when I came down to it I was like really searching through like my most embarrassing tunes and you know I consider myself a leftist and pretty fucking progressive and a feminist and you know whatever all that shit but I really love the band Aqua (laughs) (laughs) even Barbie girl like it's so offensive but I love it there's yeah there's a lot of core memories coming up for that song too but I put another song on my playlist about this show that I made because it's Barbie Girl isn't my favorite song of theirs it's this other one called um Happy Boys and Girls yes that's my favorite stupid ass fucking song and it's dumb but I love it it's just so happy Aqua was good for like just five seconds guilty pleasure pop music I remember when they came out, like I was in Jinkos. <laughs> I remember it. I was going to Lynn Fanning Elementary School out in Meridianville, Alabama. And yeah, it was sixth grade. I fucking remember when Barbie Girl came out because it was a phenomenon. Yeah. You know? was. Yeah. That was, and that's a dumb song. And commercials and shit. Wow. <laughs> What is what is the best song to sing in the shower? Uh, anything by the Temptations. Uh, the way you do the things you do comes to mind. Uh, girl groups, the chiffons, any anything like that is my go-to shower playlist. Those are I all love correct it. answers. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What? What is the song that best summarizes what love is? This one's hard because, like, I haven't had great experiences with love. And, like, yes, I have, like, close love relationships, big love in my life. But, like, as far as, like, romantic partnership and love, like, I'm left kind of wanting. So my song choice really reflects that. And it's kind of sad when I look at it, but um, Margot Price did a duet with Willie Nelson called Learning to Lose. And the first time I heard that song, I was like, oh, ouch. Yeah. And uh, it's really good. That one kind of sums up my feelings about love right now. I'd be interested to hear what I say. And like, I don't know however long it takes me to find somebody that's not annoying <laughs> hey well um you know we'll revisit in in a year and see a year yeah i was thinking like see. talk to me in 30 years and let's see what i say 
because <laughs> I have no <laughs> hope for it being anytime soon. Like that shit, woof, it's hard out here during the pandemic. It's yeah. Um, on 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 the heels of that question, we're gonna we're gonna jump to the flip side. What is the best song about a breakup? Oh God, okay, I've been through some breakups, so I really. You know, there were so many songs that I could choose from on this one. Hell, I got a whole playlist dedicated to this subject matter. But, you know, it's always funny. Like at the top of all my playlists, it was this Mariah Carey song called The Art of Letting Go. Fuck yes. And I'm not even a huge Mariah Carey fan, but like something about that song when I'm hurting just really like helps me remember like who the fuck I am. And I appreciate that about a breakup because sometimes breakups do remind you who the hell you are. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, the biggest fuck ups are your best time to grow. So I'm, you know, whatever. Mariah Carey. (laughs) (laughs) What is a song that you once loved, but re-listening to it, you realize that it's just garbage. Like it's a terrible song. I thought about this one almost immediately when I read your question. Um, and it's you, uh, I, you want to love this song because it's like, you're, you feel like you're supposed to, but now looking back, like this song sucks and it's this land is my land. And I thought I found a really cool version of this years ago. Like, um, uh, I've, God, her name just totally slipped my brain. Um, who is it? Ah, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings did a oh, version gosh. of this. And I thought it was such a good version. And I thought it was so pro, you know, whatever that I was pro in America. And then like going through 2020 and really, you know, looking back at like songs like, the star spangled banner or even songs like drove old dixie down like the songs that you think are like these big anthems they're not and they erase people and they erase native people and indigenous people and like that song is one of those star spangled banner songs that just like you know nowadays we could kind of do without i'm still proud I'm still proud that I got to sing uh, the Star Spangled Banner at the Ryman that one time years ago, but that's about the only thing I'm like, yay, okay. Whitney Houston did great at it, (laughs) but it doesn't hold the same water it used to for me, and neither does this land is my land. I agree. I completely agree. What is the greatest song (laughs) from a film soundtrack? Okay, duh because I can't not choose this song is nine to five. Like there's, yeah, that one, that one. It's, um, it's funny because, um, you know, in the back of my head, when I sent you these questions, I was like, she's not going to pick the obvious answer. I know I did though. So I, no, I know, no, no. but even I thought about it. I was like, this is so obvious. Why are you picking this? And I was like, well, what's your second favorite soundtrack song? And I was like, it's still another Dolly song. Like yep. her Trans America song, Traveling Through, which is also kind of problematic now. But like, I thought that song was for her interpretation of what she thought it was like, you know, and her yeah. like lived experience with her trans friends. I thought for her that song was a big deal and like I still love that song but you know I I love movie soundtracks of all kinds score big score I thought that Disney song or that Disney movie Spirit that came out years ago Brian Adams and Hans Zimmer did all of the music for it and it's really good and I love it and it's kind of stupid but I don't care but you know I like all kinds of shit the um the remix to traveling through uh that she used at the end of the concert at one time um yeah <laughs> hot as fuck that's that's, so that's just a, those were the days remember when i played that mix in that gay bar with you yeah oh god that was so fun i thought i was gonna get in so much trouble that was before <laughs> the internet anything oh thank god for that because that was so ooh. funny oh my god i know i'm so glad myspace was the only thing that caught us up <laughs> 
What television show has the best theme song? You're going to laugh at me for this. But I I love the this TV show Bewitched. I love the theme music for that. But I also have these weird like Nick at Night memories about the Bob Newhart show. And I okay. love that opening music. And now that I listen to it, I, I know why. It's because it's burlesque music. It's like jazzy and like big and dramatic. And like I can see myself swinging around my costumes to that song. And that's why I think I liked it as a kid. And I still like every time I hear that theme music, I'm like, yee, Bobby Newhart show. Like, I don't know why. I loved that stupid ass show. You should, you should, you should do like a, a TV night theme where like I don't know, maybe everybody... I could be like a sexy Bob Newhart. Ooh. I could see it. I could see it. Like come out with my little sweater and my little bald cap. Oh my My fans would not know what to do because I always play sexy. I never do ugly. I would live though. That's funny. But yeah, it had to be a tie between Bewitched and uh and that one. Those are those are both good TV theme songs though. So What is the song that you just absolutely have to dance to whenever it comes on? This one's so easy because it's Britney Spears' work, bitch. You want a Maserati? You better work, bitch. I'm trying not to sing these songs so that you don't have to do any licensing. Because I know that we can't afford licensing. Right, right. I can, I can always just bleep those parts. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know how many times I've nearly wrecked my fucking car because I am full <laughs> on doing choreography in my car to that song. <laughs> and I'm also trying to FaceTime BB McQueen because that's our song together. And so anytime it comes on, I FaceTime that hoe. I love it. Yeah. What is the song that not necessarily because of the song itself, but maybe because of the memories you have attached to it? Um, what is the song that means the most to you? Definitely, definitely Elton John's Tiny Dancer. Oh, yeah. Because so many moments of my life can be summed up into that little song. And I love it so much. And it always gives me the feels. I want it played at my funeral. Um, it's like the, I have a, (laughs) okay, this is really morbid, but I have a funeral playlist (laughs) for songs. (laughs) I want played when I die. <laughs> My child knows about this and uh, they know what to do. But yeah, that song's at the top of the list for that one. That's, um, yeah. No, I I also have a funeral playlist. Um, so don't, don't See, feel bad about that. Because you're um, my people. Have you heard um, the... Uh, Florence and the Machine version of Tiny Dancer. Mm-mm. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm gonna go look that up too. Put that on our playlist. Um, there was there was an Elton John album released a few years back. Um, it was called Revamp, and it was covers of all of his bigger. You know, I think I heard another song off of this playlist thing or this album that came out yeah um some of them some of them are fantastic um florence and the machine covering tiny dancer flawless perfect um pink covering benny and the jets not so much (laughs) oh man i used to love pink back in the day and then i totally lost interest when she did the so what i'm a rock star i was over it by then i was like "Mm -mm." no i think it's cool that she does so many aerialists like acrobatic tricks though in her show i think that's really neat I feel like she got soft. In a weird, I got hard way. Like now she's yeah. buff, but she's soft. Yeah. Like the music, the music sold out, but you could tell she didn't. Like she obviously put that like acrobatic thing into her show because she needed it to get through that shit. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I'll still listen to those um the first three albums. Yeah, those early albums really were like 
<laughs> a lot back in the day. I like that a lot. I was such a <laughs> weird little kid. And I, I don't care what anybody says, the fucking Try This album, the third album after Misunderstood was fucking fantastic. It really was fucking fantastic. She bared her soul in that thing. It was really good. Whoever the producer was on that did a good job. I'll hate it if it's one of those fucking assholes. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> it always is. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Shit, I've got to know now. Hang on. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Now we got to know. Because if it's Kesha's producer, we're all going to gag on ourselves. No, I think that was before his time. I think so, too. But you never know with them fuckers. At least, at least they, I They stay I, around like cockroaches. I, that's what I love about this whole TikTok revolution and, and what people are doing now in their own home studios. Because fuck those producers, those gatekeeping motherfuckers have ruined the music industry. Not just them, but the labels and like the whole industry is just so racked with bullshit. Did you find it yet? Oh, okay. It's, I mean, it's L.A. Reid, William Orbit, and Linda Perry. Oh, like, okay. Oh, Linda Perry. Oh, yeah. I forgot she did that yeah. record man she was she was cool dolly did a record with her um a few years ago for the movie dumplin and they kind of redid some of dolly's songs and then they wrote a few together and they ended up writing a bunch more than they like expected to because they like really hit it off linda was really cool like she was one of those celebrities that you meet and as a person who's a peasant around those celebrities like i'm just the water girl to them so when they're nice to me and they look me in the eye and like treat me like a human, that really is such a low bar, but it really shows you what celebrities, you know, have character and which ones don't. And she was one of those that was like really sweet and cool, very genuine and as talented as fuck. Like I love seeing that her, um, so I wake in the morning is like a TikTok, you know, it's a TikTok phenomenon. Like I love that she's pulling those checks in still for that stuff. Like, you know, the kids don't know, but they know. And also married to Darlene from the Connors. I know. Isn't which, that crazy? Which I think, I think that's cool as shit. I'm like. I mean, I think it's the coolest shit. She's little too. Like the whole time we were working with Linda, she was wearing these gigantic fucking like platform boots because she is tiny. Is she really? Yes. Short as fuck. Her and Dolly were like, you know how little Dolly is. Yeah. Her and Linda were like talking about sharing shoes and stuff. Cause they're both tiny, tiny little you know creatures aliens is what they are (laughs) let's be real so gun to your head what song could you sing every word to and not mess up you you muted yourself you muted yourself (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You know, I was smoking. I got a little cough. and I didn't <laughs> Here we are. Um, no, I have to say, and I just go right back to it because I'm such a big dolly germ, but uh, Jolene, you know, duh. If it, It's like, you know, duh, Jolene. Every single word, any dolly song got into my head. I could sing all the lyrics. Um, since you, since you brought up. Uh... So basic. Since you brought up Jolene, um, it has been one of the most named as objectively the greatest song ever written. I mean, I can't be objective on that fact because I'm biased to a team. <laughs> That's like my mom we're talking about that wrote it. So yeah, I think it's the greatest greatest song. I, I think that she's one of the greatest if not the greatest songwriter of our time i really can't hold her up next to anybody i mean i know everybody fawns for the beatles and stuff but like the when beatles you look, are overrated they're overrated and when you look at the body of work and the scope of what she can do and how much like talent it takes she wrote a whole broadway play the nine to five musical like dude that music is not easy to write and she just like has it flowing out of her and like just the scope she can write anything at all and so that's what is super cool to me because most songwriters 
that are like real big and like real popular and real successful, they have a formula that they always stick to. And you can tell it, you know, like those big Kelly Clarkson ballads, all that kind of stuff that none of that piques my interest the way that a Dolly song does. And I know I'm biased, but like when I look at it and I try to be subjective about like the, the, the depth of what she does, I really can't say that I know a better songwriter. I know I don't because, you know, I know that bitch. <laughs> Um, but I also think, you know, in in the conversation of, you know, Dolly Parton as a songwriter, it's important to bring up that the way that in every one of her songs, she tells a complete story. That shit's not easy. Yeah, I know. And it's also weird when you hear a song that she's written about something that you've done and you're like, bitch. That happened. <laughs> I remember we were there. I was there like or you know that she was writing things about certain people because like you know a lot of her songs she said even like she released that book last year and I didn't know it she didn't tell me it missed me and all the edits of the book that I saw at work because I work for her but there was a song in there that she included with a story about me on spring break when I was like 15 maybe flirting with a damn <laughs> waiter and I had people messaging me on Instagram being like oh my god you made it in the book and I'm like what and you know there's a few songs that I've asked her like did you write that about me and you or did you write that about me and my mom and she'll say like yes you were part of what I pulled from for that yeah you know and like it's so strange that's weird like that because sometimes I'm like, don't tell everybody my shit. <laughs> like, that was personal, <laughs> you know? But at the same time, like, she's so good at how she does things. I never, I'm not like that at all, really. You know, I'm honored that she would see something that we've gone through as something she could pull from to put into her music. Like, that blows me away. So, yeah, that's crazy. What is the song that reminds you of home? okay this one I really am gonna be so clever on this and I hope that the people that know me and know my mom giggle but uh definitely Emmy Lou Harris two more bottles of wine (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I love you Miss Cassie I know my mom she's gonna be so mad she'll be like I don't drink and I'll be like okay (laughs) No, bless her like, heart. Um, she does with um, her box I've, wine. I've had wine with you. Let's. She's like, I don't do bottles of wine. I drink it out of the box. <laughs> that's fair. That's and it's that's true. Um, but I did. I just went and saw my mom for New Year's, and she just moved into a new house up in East Tennessee, and it's beautiful, and I'm so happy for her. And it felt my mom's been in like kind of an up and in the air situation with her house for a while, and it stresses her out to like have to worry about living on other people or having to, you know, just be in flux. Like my mom is really a creature of habit. And so it was good to like, finally see her relaxed in her space that she feels safe in because, you know, I love her. We have a really like great relationship and then we don't have a great relationship. So like we run the gamut of all the emotions and it's just good to see her in like a place where she's happy with her little glass of wine in her (laughs) And her vape. She was so funny because my kid and I, we were doing impersonations of her. And each time we would point a little bit. And she goes, I'm not, I don't point, do I? And at the time that she said it, she was pointing. And we were like, <laughs> oh my God, Nana. <laughs> so like people think Dolly's a character. God, they got to meet my mother because she is like far and away, like even more so of a character. She's so cute. I love her to death. What is the sexiest song? I love that you follow up the mom question <laughs> with the fucking question, the bone question. You know, I like to the, get you good and emotionally vulnerable. And then I'm like, hey, you know, let's what? talk about fucking. I'm not I'm not scared. You know, my mom is like a very sexy lady and she's always had like sexy lingerie. And when she gets rid of it, who takes it? I do. And I put it to great use. And I've got some I call it vintage. 
Fredericks of Hollywood in my collection. And it came directly from my mom's plural because they have great shit. And so I'm not afraid. I think uh, older women are allowed their sexuality and I'm not like one of those that's like, ew, my mom has sex. I'm like, she better fucking have sex. She deserves it. Like she better get some good sex. (laughs) So I'm not mad about it, but I, you know, I'm also like a very sexual creature and I'm a burlesque dancer. And so I kind of feel like a, um, a sex, like, I don't know, like a love practitioner, you know, cause people come to my show to like kind of get excited and then go back home to their boyfriends. And so I'm kind of like a catalyst for, you know, that sexual feeling. Um, and this one was really hard. Cause I also have lots of playlists that are the sexiest music I can think of. But I had to come down to one and it was Leonard Cohen's I'm Your Man. Because I just love the like strength and sexiness of that song. I love his voice. Like he could growl in my ear and I would be like a puddle on the ground. I would be dead. There would be no more Truvy. She would be goo, gelatinous in the floor. I fucking love it. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, mom. What is the song that you most relate to? Oh, man, this one is hard because I try to be such a like joyful and like sex positive and love positive person on the outside and like to the public. But like, I'm so guarded in my personal life and I don't let a lot of people in. And not just like romantic partners, but friends and family. And especially now after COVID and the years of, you know, Trump and all that bullshit, you know, I'm really guarded now more than ever. And so a song I find myself listening to a lot and relating to in a sad way is The uh, Lonely Girl by Emmylou Harris. And I love her voice. It's just like Dolly. There's something just like soul nurturing in her voice, the longing you can hear in her voice. And like, that really speaks to me in a way that like, you know, a lot of songs don't cause they're surface. But when you go beneath the surface of like my emotions and stuff, I am really lonesome. You know, I try to have connections. Like the people that are close to me, like are very, you know, like I'm just kind of, I just do my thing and keep my head down and just try to convey like, you know, the best parts the highlights but I don't know it's hard life's hard it's been weird the last couple of years have been really yeah. hard on everybody and I feel that you know I'm not an empath but like just that like dread and I feel it's like a collective dread we're all in this like collective ugh. and I feel that yeah you know I try to live in the, my gratefulness and like being grateful. Cause I do have it so much better. And like, I'm grateful that I'm in a place where I can, you know, be a help to other people, but it's hard still, you know, that doesn't mean that it's not hard. It's still fucking hard. Just emotionally, mentally shit's hard, but that song is so good. Emily Harris. Oh, she could sing my worries away. I, I completely agree. I love her. What is the song that defined your generation? (laughs) I went back and forth on this song because I was like, I don't know. It's really hard. You know, I was like born in 86. So I have like really good 80s vibes, but also that like early 90s. And uh, I don't know. I really struggled on this one, but I landed on um, Ace of Bass, The Sign. Fuck yeah. Because I feel like Ace of Base does not get the credit that they deserve because, damn, that was a good band. It was a really good band. That was a really good band. And that sound, just that sound, it was just, it really defined, like, that generation. For sure. And I feel like if, if aliens came to Earth and they were like, what is 90s music? Yeah, you would play Ace of Base and be mm-hmm. like, "This is '90s music. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what all the music in the '90s was." Yeah, 
Yeah, I do too. I do too. I love that whole record that the sign is on like every single song. That's another one of those that you could probably put a gun to my head and I could tell you all the lyrics without, you know, wavering because I've listened to it so much. I had that on tape and I had that little pink <laughs> tape boom box, you know, that they put in all the memes. Yeah. I had that exact, I probably <laughs> still have it somewhere in my granny's storage because she keeps fucking everything. But uh, I remember playing it, that tape on repeat. God, you could probably sell that boombox and make like a fucking million dollars. No, I can't. I'm going to keep it and I'm going <laughs> to put it on display somewhere and I'm going to charge people like 10 bucks to see it. Oh, yeah. That's what I do now. Like I've moved into a new kind of when COVID hit and, you know, I was doing production work for Dolly um, as her production manager leading up to that point. And then when COVID hit, all of our production work went by. And we don't do anything anymore, really. You know, we do a lot of Zoom meetings, but you don't need a production manager for that after you've done it a few times. So it's just kind of, I've, I've moved into doing uh, a digital archive of her costumes. Oh, and wow. I'm working on like this, I'm working on doing a lot more projects with her costume collection and her memorabilia. Um, we're going to try to like do a new museum maybe at some point at Dollywood where her current museum is because it's kind of like it's been there for a while and so we're talking about maybe doing a new one in the next few years but yeah I've kind of like moved myself into a new direction at work which is great but whew, yeah it's been a lot I feel like and yeah I would I would put that radio on display <laughs> to get back to our point um but to to the point that you were making about like the costumes and stuff and and this could just be something that only I want um and any of the listeners if this is something that you would also like um let me know so I don't feel so alone in this um but kind of in the vein of the Bob Mackie share Barbies. I feel like the world needs a Dolly Parton costume collection. Of the Barbies. dolls, Dolly dolls are on my list, dude. I got a whole merchandising fucking list and we've been working our way through it. Like some of the things that we've been doing, you know, I've been, uh, I've been lobbying for those things for a <laughs> while, like the makeup and the perfume and the hair, the wigs, like, I'm ecstatic about some of the stuff she's doing, but now talking about the costumes and stuff, like I got a whole fucking mess of merchandising stuff I want to do. And Dolly dolls are at the top of the list. So yeah, hopefully you're not alone in that because anytime I talk about that with anybody on the team, they're like, Oh my God. Yes. Dolly dolls. I'm like, yeah, we cannot forget it. Dolly dolls are like the shit. And uh, you know, I really want to work closely on, on the, design of the costumes for that to fit in with what we're doing in her wardrobe collection so that it's not just random dolly costumes they're like replicas of what we got because she's got so much like I don't know if your listeners have ever been to her dolly museum at dollywood or if you've ever been with me or yeah we've been a couple of times yeah it was I go there so often now for work that I just it's all a blur but yeah it's yeah it's a wild wild wonderland in that closet it's fun and I want to show that to the world like that's something I'm working on is uh, finding a way so that we can like you know really show everything that she's done visually because everybody knows her by the sound of the music and the her in the movies but like to really like see the things that helped her like bring all that to life is is pretty incredible What song is objectively the greatest ever written? I cannot get away from talking (laughs) about Dolly. (laughs) We should have just titled this the Dolly Parton special. I know. You know I picked a Dolly song for this one. I can't help it because it's one of my favorite songs. And people will have to look it up because I'm sure they've never heard it. And it's called I'll... All Wells Love You. Now, now, not to be confused with I Will Always Love You, because that is also the greatest song ever written in the world. Yes, duh. Whitney Houston made it, you know, an incredible anthem. But Dolly wrote this song back in the 60s 
as like a little follow-up to that song called I'll Oil Wells, like an oil well in Texas, I'll Oil Wells Love You. And it's about her falling in love with a rich oil baron and being a rich wife, right? It's so good. And it's so clever and so punny that I think it's the best song ever written just based on that alone. But I can't be subjective or objective <laughs> or whatever. I can't do none of that objective shit. Hey, that's, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. She's paying me to say all this. <laughs> Is she really? I'm always on company time. What is the song that you've listened to the most? Okay. This one is hard because I listen to so much music so like repetitively. When I love a song, I listen to it a lot. But a song that plays in my head, you know, like I've always got an internal song playing no matter what it is. Like everybody, I don't know, earworms. Yeah. I've always got an earworm. My head never stops. It's like a ringing in my ears. But um, this song Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny or Johnny and Santo. I don't know, but it's like a, it's like a fifties instrumental and it's just this like slide guitar and it is so beautiful. And I listen to it on repeat, but mostly as a burlesque dancer, I've danced to it a lot. And so I put it on repeat when I'm rehearsing because it's like one of those songs I warm up to. It's a song that I like really get my groove into. And then like, you know, I listen to whatever I'm working on for my number, but that song's always like my warm up song to like get in the mood to want to do like the strip tease. But yeah, that song is so, oh, I love it. It's just so, it gives me the feels like I want to, I want to do things. I want to take my clothes off and shake my boobs at people, <laughs> clearly, because I do. Right. What's the worst song that you've ever heard? Oh, I don't even know. I don't know. I can't. I left. I don't know. I had left it blank. I didn't even put a song on. Really? The I did. I did. I did. I don't know. I want to say something stupid like this is a song that never ends. I mean, that would that would be a solid answer. But I love Lamb Chop and I think it's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Lamb Chop? Yes. Nobody has given Lamb Chop her due on TikTok yet, and I'm mad about it. There's not a viral Lamb Chop TikTok, and I'm pissed off of, of, over it. I, I feel like that's a that's a very niche market. Like <laughs> I know. I am a very niche market, and I can't figure out what my least favorite song is. I don't know. Probably, like, some Toby Keith nonsense that I can't even remember the name to because I refuse to learn the name of that song. Or some Kid Rock song. Pick them. Pick one. That's my answer. God's Country by Blake Shelton. <laughs> yes. See, that was going to be my answer was like anything by a new country artist. Um, a dude, any Jason Aldean song. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't that even know who that is. <laughs> I, that, I live in Nashville and I can't fucking stand that kind of music. It makes me want to hurl. What is your theme song? <laughs> okay I could not I always say when people like ask you that this question because I've been asked this sort of question before somebody asked me recently or it was a meme or something going around like what was your wrestling song like if you were coming out as a wrestler what would the song be playing and I always say the same thing but now that we've done this whole damn thing and I've talked about Dolly so goddamn much I want to take it back but I'm not gonna my theme song is Dolly Parton, baby, I'm burning. Fuck yes, it is. Fucking yeah, yes, it is. I love it. I love it. It's on my Psych Me Up playlist. I listen to it every time before I go on stage. I love that damn song. She's not paying me to say this. Maybe she is. I don't know. Fuck. It's, it's a fucking fantastic song like i mean just it's a bop and i love disco you know i i love disco i could probably say possibly that um the bg's jive talking is also my theme song because that one and baby i'm burning kind of are back to back on my playlist you know like yeah those two but you know honestly greg i've been wondering 
recently if jive talking isn't offensive because of shuck and jive and if you know i I know that's like a a term that's been like kind of demonized it's like a microaggression i'm not sure so i'm curious about that and if it is you know i i fucking love that song (laughs) but like you know being aware of things and like you know how things were done back in the day and not wanting to like cultivate that in your now life is something that's important to me so i think about weird shit now <laughs> like that but i will I, I will ask around about about that song and I'll, I'll i'll post it on on instagram for everybody uh when i yeah i don't know when i get it an would answer be to know i mean uh-huh. i think that kind of stuff it's all about like it's relative to who you are and and what you're you know some people aren't offended by anything right not one person speaks for all people so like you can't really say like is this offensive or not like it is to some people maybe you know i could with you know my my understanding of things i would say that it's a microaggression at best and if you divulge down into the lyrics you know it is it does have some negative connotations because he's talking about like you know your jive talking's telling me lies but i don't know i don't know there's a lot of songs that are like that that I yeah. like from back in the day because I love old, old music, old rock and roll. So I've I've listened to a lot of things now with fresh ears and been like, oh, I can't put that on any playlist to play at my shows because I don't want people thinking that I sign off on this. Cause don't. So that's something that's important. So tangent alert. <laughs> um. So you you mentioned a love of disco. Um. And you know, we brought up the BGs um, in this in this conversation. Uh, I have another song recommendation for you. Um, it okay. is the uh, Teddy Bears remix of "Staying Alive." Oh, okay. It's not that band, but I have a um, I have a cover of staying alive that I've got to put it's by a band called tropical fuck storm. <laughs> oh shit. I'm putting that on our playlist and you've got to send me teddy bears remix. Cause I want to listen okay. to it. I, I love will. staying alive. I mean, the Bee Gees are great. You know, uh, they have the same manager as Dolly. Uh, Danny manages both of them, the Bee Gees and Dolly, and like Kenny G, I think. Oh wow! And Casey and the Sunshine Band. It, isn't that strange? Like the he's, little connections. He's certainly got. He's certainly got a niche in his. You know, I know who, who he's working with. <laughs> I know it's so weird, but yeah, we get like weird, strange merch from those bands in the office sometimes, and I'm like, I, I love this Bee Gees jacket. Can I have this? <laughs> <laughs> um what is the song that you always put on a playlist oh okay if there's another female entertainer of our time that i stand for the way i stand for dolly it's share and okay. i'm actually offended that i don't i offended at myself that i didn't put more share on this playlist i made for you on this show but I feel like this one speaks for itself. If I could turn back time is like the greatest share song in my opinion. Maybe not the greatest. There's a lot of other like deep covers that I love so much, like Walking in Memphis. Oh, yes. Yeah. But like, and the Shoop song, I love that one too. But so many, I love Cher beyond, 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 beyond. She's like my Dolly Parton. Like the way everybody makes her like Dolly is, I'm, I'm like that with Cher. I would love to meet her. I've never met her. I did see, I did get to sit fourth row at her concert one time. And let me tell you, her kneecaps are the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you don't think about kneecaps (laughs) being like smooth, like every part of her was beautiful, but I couldn't get over the fact that her kneecaps looked like 21 year old kneecaps. Oh, wow. I mean, they were like, you know how, you know how kneecaps age. Right. You cannot fake that. But I don't know. She did something to those kneecaps because she wasn't wearing like tons of hose. I was literally like right there. I was looking at her and I was just like, this bitch's kneecaps are even smoothed out. How do you get Botox for that? 
she's um she's in a new Mac campaign uh with uh Saweetie. Oh, she's iconic. I yeah. adore Cher. I wish her and Dolly would do something so that I could selfishly be a part of it. I I I, I also have that wish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the Mac campaign, they use um my favorite Cher song, which is Take Me Home. Oh, I love that one. Such a good share song. Yeah. I mean, I even love that Do You Believe in Life After Love. I love that song. Do you believe in life after love? I like. I mean, that was that was her comeback into the 2000s. You know, she she does it every decade. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, I was um Dolly did a movie with Christine Baranski a couple years ago, a Christmas movie. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Christine Baranski was in Mamma Mia with Cher. And so when I met Christine Baranski, I was like, this is the closest I've ever gotten to Cher. <laughs> you know, besides Dolly, like they've worked together too, but like the Christine Baranski, she is everything too. Like she is an unsung like lady hero in our time. That bitch in she's been in fucking everything fucking everything and she's iconic in everything she does like her character in the fucking grinch all of those I, what a sex pot she does not get the credit she deserves oh, i i absolutely agree um she was in a um sitcom in the early 90s uh with uh civil shepherd it was called civil oh. And she played Sybil's best friend. Yeah, she, my mom loved that show. She was the fucking star of that show. Of course she was, because she's incredible. She really does not get enough credit. She can sing, she can act, she can dance. That bitch does everything. Yes. She does not get the credit she deserves. This is now a Christine Baranski stand show. That's right. That's all we'll be talking about. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be my next podcast is yeah, a, a We Love... We, we want to. I want to co-host Baranski. that with you. Yes, I want to co-host that with you. And every week or every month, whenever we do it, we'll talk about an iconic Christine Bransky moment and like yes. deep dive into the Bransky. Yeah, that we'll sounds go- dirty, and I love it. <laughs> we'll just we'll go through the her IMDb and we'll just we'll watch it. Everything. I'm not even fucking kidding. I would watch that it. podcast or I would listen to that podcast. That, that could be fun. Let's do it. We're putting it on the production list. You said I was the CEO. We're done. Yes. <laughs> so usually um, this is this is where I ask um, the last question of the show. Um, but I actually have a bonus question for you that was not on the list. Okay. Um, this is this is the series one finale so we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun with this um what is the greatest song to do a burlesque number to oh my god you needed to let me have (laughs) for this there's so many all right um top three i top three okay all right, you got to give me a second though, because I got to like look at my stripper playlist so that I don't leave anything really good out. Um, okay, first of all, I just want to talk about Herb Alpert. Um, okay. Everybody probably knows him because of the the like whipped cream and other delights record that he has like the lady on with the whipped cream all over her. Yeah. It's actually shaving cream, whatever. Brilliant, all always such a great one, but that's not the one. Like he Herb Alpert is actually like I listened to a podcast on him recently, and I've always been obsessed with his music, and I didn't realize what a badass he was in the industry. He was behind the first indie record label that went massive, AM Records. Alpert stands for A in AM. Yeah, I can't remember the other guy's name. You can Google it and add it to your liner notes, but uh <laughs> Yeah, Herb Alpert, man, which one of his, though? It's so hard to, it's going to be one of his songs. I just want y'all to know. Um, Okay, there's this, man, this is hard. I wish you would have given me a heads up on this one. In all honesty, I I didn't think about this question until we were like midway through the episode. 
That's fine. I know. Okay. Where's it at? Mm, You know what? I'm just going to go with the solid Take Five by Dave Brubeck because I am a classic burlesque performer and I love jazz. It's one of my favorite genres of music to dance to for sure. And Dave Brubeck, um, he does a version of this song too with a singer that I love. And I can't remember her name right now because I'm an idiot. But anyways, Take Five is just like one of those songs. It's so dramatic in the way that it moves and the syncopation of the drums and the bass and just everything is like my favorite thing to do in dance because you really get to play with the audience and play with your costuming it's like that's my favorite part of burlesque is like you know you can take a costume piece like a glove and take a minute and 45 seconds to get that motherfucker off your arm and the whole time the crowd will be enthralled like they did not know that they needed to see your elbow that bad but they did and uh that's my favorite part of burlesque is just that build-up with your audience and being able to like really play people like a fucking fiddle because i do i'm such a good <laughs> so the day has come you've died your child and i have played the funeral playlist um i have i have gone into mourning for the acceptable 48 weeks who um, said you're gonna die first <laughs> um or that i'm gonna die first only the good diane <laughs> and you're you're at the gates of heaven and at in heaven before they let you through you have to make the mixtape of your life what is the song that opens that mixtape? You know, if I'm having to try and get into heaven, because we all know that I'm probably going to hell, but, you know, I'm just going to bring this on home the way that I should, because living life by the gospel of Dolly Parton, I would sing The Seeker to God. Because she would understand my plight as a a red hot lady in this society. Because God is a woman. But yeah, I think The Seeker kind of sums up my my heavenly vibes. Yeah. And of course, it's a Dolly song because I'm anything if not consistent. (laughs) Consistently dumb. Lies. Lies. So... (laughs) That that is the end of this episode and the first series of um, your life, the mixtape. Um, you did it! Look at yay. you! I'm so proud of you! I love you so much. I love you too. So, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, if you would like to tell the listeners at home uh, where they can find you on on the social media, should you decide that's what you want to do. Well, you know, social media likes to keep this good looking naked woman down and they remove me from their platforms all the time. But my name is True V, T-R-U-V-Y, Trollop, T-R-O-L-L-O-P. And if you look up True V Trollop official on Instagram, that's where I'm at right now until they take it down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So far, my Twitter has never been removed and I'm at True V Trollop on Twitter. I have a TikTok, all that stuff. I'm attached to Greg at the heel or at the hip and the heel and the breasts and the head and everything. <laughs> so if you find you, you can find me. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have anything to plug because COVID is fucking up my life so much entertainment wise. We've canceled all our shows till March. I am bringing my show back in Nashville at D's Country Cocktail Lounge. And I love D's. I'm working on an alien show that is called uh they came to rock and we we debuted it back in october and we're hoping to bring it back this coming spring in nashville at the east side bowl but we also kind of want to take it on tour but we're looking for an investor that wants to help us (laughs) so if you know anybody if your listeners got any money and they like the arts we got a really badass show that we're wanting to 
really do something with. So I think those would be my only plugs. Okay. And I want to talk about our uh, podcast that we're going to be co-hosting <laughs> together in months coming up about Christine Baranski. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you. For... You're so welcome. I love you. I love you too. Um, this is this has been a blast, and I would not have wanted to um, end the the very first season any other way um for you, you forgot to ask me one question what's that what is the song that sums up our relationship when i think about a song all right i what I, what, what is <laughs> the song I would have to, that summarizes if I was, our relationship um it's rama lama bang bang Fuck yes, it is. Absolutely <laughs> correct. We used to listen to that song on yes. repeat when we were running around together. Um, yeah, if I had to, like, if, if you were like, what song can you listen to and immediately think about me? I would pick that song because that song always makes me think about you. And I listen to it every year at Halloween. It's on my Halloween playlist. That was uh, when I when I did drag. That was one of my go to numbers. I know. I remember. For, for, and that, I for that very reason. Yeah. Um, for the listeners at home, uh, Your Life, uh, the mixtape, will be back for series two. Uh, the first episode will air on um, the 3rd of March uh, with a very, very, very special guest um, that I will tell Rebecca uh, when we stop recording who it is. I cannot share it with you yet. Um but stick around, watch the socials, um, because that announcement is hopefully coming soon. Whee! So, and until March, friends and podcast family, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Keep the music playing, and we will see you soon. And that's it for this week's episode of Your Life, the Mixtape. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, or follow the show wherever get wherever you get your podcast, so you don't miss an episode. Uh, if you enjoy this show, leave us a five star review on your favorite app, so more people can hear the show and we can keep making episodes. If you didn't enjoy the show, ignore everything that I've just said and have a lovely day. <laughs>